0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, two, four, eight, five, three, nine, 97, 97 is the Hi, phone Pat. number. Hey, what's up, Dan? <laughs> Anything happen? It happened with the, uh, the Tigers? 24
2: hours? You know. I set this up very nicely for a Tiger talk this week, don't you think?
1: Well, it did. Uh, 7.45, Ian Kinzer, everybody's uh, buzzing, talking about uh, Upton. Tomorrow there'll be a introductory news conference for him i think it's scheduled for later in the afternoon yeah four o'clock is my understanding yeah and uh you'll know, introduce him him. until you we got the uh the winter media tour you dan will be out there eating some double eggs and giving some speeches here <laughs> this week we'll be down at comerica park <laughs> <laughs> like we are every year for uh tiger fest and uh we'll have a, a lot of interesting guests uh uh, joining us, including Al Avila, the general manager. Uh, Eleven to two on Saturday. Yes, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And we'd love to hear from you tonight. And this is the quickest hour in radio. So if you want to talk some baseball, the whole Research thing just backs enough. that
2: up. I mean, we've done studies. Yes, it is the quickest hour.
1: It goes quickly uh, during these uh, you know very cold winter nights. Uh, Dan and I are here talking baseball, which warms everybody's heart and makes them think of the summer, which is such a <laughs> wonderful thing. And the Tigers, their player payroll is going to be approaching nearly $200 million. Which is
2: amazing. That's the only surprising part of this. I mean, it, it, when Mr. Illich uh, hinted that he'd be willing to spend more, I guess that doesn't surprise you. But the $200 million does surprise me, and it just shows that he wants to get this done, and he, he really wants a championship. Well, it shows you, you how com- guys like Justin Upton, you increase your
1: chances. shows you how competitive he is, Dan. I mean, he, it's not acceptable to just be okay, make the playoffs. If you've got an opportunity to do it, and uh, that's one of the reasons he's won championships consistently. Pretty much everything he's had. And the Tigers have been contenders, gotten right to the final step. And, you know, the, I don't think he's, I think he's kind of obsessed with getting that final step. And I think they got a pretty good ball club. They got a shot. And uh, Upton gives them a much better chance. 4.4 war last year, baseball reference version. And what that means to you, if you're not into, uh, the metrics of the game, that's you know, four-and-a-half more wins.
2: Yeah, when you add a four-war player, that's how you get to 90-plus wins when you have a bunch of four- and five-war players, and the Tigers have the potential for a number of those. Put it this way, they've got a lot of guys on the roster who've been at that level at some point recently in their careers, if not last year. That's how you get to 90-plus wins. You've just added a four-war player. That's a big deal. But the thing I look at, Pat, is when you've added Cameron Mabin and – now, Justin Upton, two 28-year-old athletic 28-year-old. outfielders. Yep. Now, obviously, Mabin's offense is not nearly what Justin Upton, but he's an athletic center fielder. Didn't grade out well. We talked about it with Brad Osmus last week, but he has been very good in center field, so he's covering ground in center. But the, the, when you look at that Tigers offense, we've talked about this, when you're first in batting, second in on base, and fifth in slugging, and you're 10th in run scoring, there's got to be a reason. And I think bad base running is one of the major reasons. They also had... A lot of unproductive outs last year. They hit with runners in scoring position, but unproductive outs also contributed to that situation. So now you get, you, you've you got Ian Kinsler, who's a good base runner. Upton's a good base runner. Mabin's a good base runner. You become more athletic, and Upton is athletic. He can play defense. Speed runs the bases well and power. I mean, look what Kansas City's done with guys like that in recent years. That, that's a very key piece to add to a team that needs a player like you.
1: 28 uh i've talked to a number of scouts Not too um, often
2: you get a free agent at 28
1: right you, you talk to scouts and they'll, they'll tell you this uh, you know look they'll say 28 to 33 or 26 to 33 is a prime for a player but the prime of the prime is 28 to 30 um and if you look it's it's almost uncanny 28 to 30 is where you see the vast majority of players have their most productive seasons throwing uh injuries out of the equation and Upton is 28. Uh, so and he's had big-time years. He was one of the leading vote-getters for MVP 2011. Had a couple off years maybe in Atlanta. Last year at a bounce-back year was San Diego. Big ballpark still, man, he hit 26 home runs. OPS career, OPS 825. Um, That's terrific. And I uh, mentioned the war. It trended upward last year. And so you look at that, and you had Maven, who's a two-war player. That's six war players. You know, compared to if you just didn't add those two right. guys, and you're paying the price for it. But um, you know, why not? If you've only gone so far, as like last week I talked about the Cespedes thing, wrote a column for the Oakland Press, and he, he, look, Cespedes would be worth it because you you're already gone this far. That's right. You don't want to have regret. And uh, I think Upton, you know, is equal to adding Cespedes in my mind just for a number of different reasons.
2: And, and you know, you still hear this: uh, he's going for it now before the window closes. I still, I mean, if you look at the players the Tigers have now. I mean, they're 30-year-old guys. Questions about Martinez and-, and Cabrera because of injuries? Yes. But when they're healthy, I don't think there are many questions. Kinsler, to me, is a young 34. We'll be talking with Ian later on. But key guys that they're going to have in the lineup every day, Nick Castellanos will be 24. James McCann will be 26. Iglesias, 26. Mabin will be 29. J.D. Martinez, 28. And Upton, 28. This is not an old team.
1: There's a nice balance.
2: And pitching staff may be on the old side, but still. I mean, you got starters with track records. I, I really believe Jordan Zimmerman's not trending down. Justin Verlander trended up, certainly, at the end of last year. So age, really, I mean, you, I, you still hear nice that bounce. national narrative you have that a nice the window bounce. is closing. But really, it's not. not when they've done what they've done. And I they think it's augment. because the superstars have been yeah. injured and not as productive in recent years. But, this may be a big but, but if they get back to health, I'm convinced that Cabrera and, and Martinez can be productive again. And I'm convinced... Justin Verlander is back to being a top-of-the-rotation guy.
1: You know, Verlander and Cabrera playing at 33 this year. A little past the primer at the borderline of it, but you can expect them to perform a lot better than they have because of what you mentioned, the injury factors. Cabrera, last two years, just uh, 25-18 home runs, but he he had two off-season surgeries and had a mid-season injury. I don't expect that again. Uh, Verlander definitely was back with his stuff, and he was terrific the second half of last year. Uh, Sanchez, you can expect him because he had an injury plagued year to perhaps have a bounce back. Victor Martinez, I don't care if he's 50 years old. He's probably going to play better than he did last year because he was hurt. Yes. Um. So, and Kinsler, uh, to me, uh, I would expect his production to stay pretty much the same for the reasons that you mentioned. It's somebody who plays young uh, for his age, uh, you know, not a bigger player, that type of thing. Um uh, you know, to me, uh, there's a possibility they could have a terrific club, and they've augmented their bullpen well. But uh, what do you all think out there? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. We're here every week for you, uh, Dan, and I can pontificate. Um, we have a small window of opportunity So Ian Kinsler joins us at seven forty five to talk about the upcoming season and obviously the Upton signing and how he feels about things. We'd love to hear from you, Tiger fans, uh, today. He's Dan Dickerson. Uh, Dan, of course, the radio play-by-play voice of the Tigers. on am Pat Caputo. And we'd love to hear from you tonight. 2485 uh, 3997 is the phone number. How do you feel about the Tigers uh, after they've gotten Justin Upton, they've gotten Jordan Zimmerman, uh, they've gotten Lowe, uh, K-Rod, um, uh, uh, Justin Wilson um, for the bullpen. They've uh, added uh, Saltamacchia, a catcher. They seem to have upgraded pretty much across the board. You know, Big payroll, big-time uh, uh, attempt to try to win a championship. Do you think they can get it done? How do you as a Tiger fan feel about it? Because I think everybody had their daubers down last year, the way it ended right. and the way it all happened and wondering where the Tigers are going.
2: I'd love to hear who fans think are maybe the key guys if they're going to get back to the top of the Central Division.
1: Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. 248 is the phone number. He's Dan Dickerson on Pat Caputo. What do you think as a Tiger fan, 97 won the ticket?
3: What you get out of him is for a guy who doesn't necessarily hit for an extremely high batting average, he's got a high OBP based on his walk rate. Here's a guy who's walked at least 60 times a season in each of his last four years. If you put him into the order, you'll maybe bat him in front of era, or, or even if you bat him behind him it, with an effective Victor Martinez, that's a pretty – and J.D. Martinez for that matter. That's a really the middle of the order.
1: That's Jason Beck from MLB.com. Uh, yeah, the, the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan in the press corps.
2: <laughs> a lot of talk about where he'll hit. It's an interesting uh, debate. Would you drop Cabrera down to four and hit Upton third?
1: No. Uh, you know, uh, I liked your original idea when we were talking, uh, doing prep for the show today. Uh, I like him second. Uh, I like him in front of Cabrera with a lot of fastballs uh, for the reasons Jason kind of just And look how that out. number
2: two hole has changed from the kind of Placido Polanco as your classic number two hitter to Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber for the Cubs, Anthony Rizzo all hit second for the Cubs last year. Mike Trout, of course, more than a speed guy now, hitting in the number two hole for the spot, along with Cole Calhoun. So that spot has changed. And again, as Jason just pointed out, with a good walk rate, and it's – it's a well above average walk rate yep. ahead of Cabrera. Your points are good on about fastballs. That might be the spot. I mean, Cespedes hit mostly sixth last year. He wasn't a guy who walked a lot, though. And I do like the idea of Miggy, V-Mart, J.D. Mart, and Upton three through six. But there's no obvious number two hole hitter.
1: Well, I mean, if Kinsler, Kinsler if somebody seems, else
2: isn't there among those four.
1: Kinsler seem, they don't have an obvious number one hitter unless Ghost comes on or something. Would be those Kinsler, lines. you would think. Or Iglesias, there's a dramatic improvement there, but. I think it would probably be Kinsler, and then uh, I would have Upton hitting second. Uh, it always his on base percentage in his career is three five two. That's a, very good. Uh, his OPS eight two five. Those that's, those are very good numbers. Wins above replacement four point four last year, trending up. He's had better years than that, but he was trending down for a couple right. of years. Trended up last year. Um, some of the questions. I would love to find my good friend Kirk Gibson, give him some sodium pentothal. <laughs>
3: and uh, true serum, sit him down,
1: and ask him about uh, Justin Upton. Because uh, I, Gibby never said anything that I could find on the record about this, but I kept hearing over and over again, they, in 2011, that was their good year, Upton's best year. Not long after that, Gibby and uh, the management there transformed that team, as is Kevin Towers, into kind of a gritty team. And uh, one of the first things they did was uh, make it clear they were moving Upton, and they did move him. Right. So Gibby's managed him. It'll be interesting to hear him on Fox Sports Detroit talking about that uh, this summer. Um, so, you know, that's uh, you know, I, that, That's what I'd love to give Gibby give some sodium pentothal. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, what do you really think? So, but, you know, I've heard some things that, you know, it might not be the best clubhouse presence, but a lot of times, Dan, that's just really not fair. And, and, and I some, haven't right. heard anything that I can really put and, my finger on. And sometimes
2: on. you hear that and it just starts to circulate and takes on a life of its own. I will say this. The Tigers are very big on the character of the player that they are acquiring if they don't know that person personally. And they will go to other clubs and not just talk to teammates or coaches, but the guys who see them behind the scenes. How do they act when nobody's looking? Right. They're big on that, and for a good reason, because it matters. How's this guy going to fit in? And that's why they think Zimmerman was such a win, because he's a good pitcher. But the character and what he brings to the clubhouse, is not a small thing. More and more teams very much consider that. Believe me, Joe Madden, who I think is one of the very best in the Cubs, consider that stuff. It's big, and that's why I think maybe there were issues with Kirk Gibson. Who knows? I don't because know. I agree with you, the perception was he wanted to get him out of town. But I then. never, I never
1: saw anything from no idea was right. remotely. So maybe it was about. just the,
2: the Diamondbacks, or maybe they just wanted to get some value back for Justin Upton. Whatever the case was. If there were, if there were, I guarantee you the Tigers have looked at it and decided that's not going to be an issue here. They've done their homework.
1: Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Mike, you're on Tiger Talk at ninety seven one the ticket. What's up, Mike? Thanks for the call.
0: Hey, Pat. Hey, Dan. Hi, uh, super stoked about the Tigers and, uh, of course, getting into spring training. It's too cold so
2: <laughs> Pictures and catchers of you know, anything to today. warm us up um <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> i just got you know i just got a question in regards to um with all the right-handed bats i think i heard that it's going to be eight out of nine is going to be right-handed with with only v mart being a switch hitter um how is that going to work out in regards to um you know in regards to the well, you well, won't. You
1: won't. You It won't be that way. Um, you're, well, you're going to see um, McCann probably start uh, the majority of games at catcher, but, but you'll, you'll see Sato get a bats. lot of bats. He's a switch hitter. It's pretty well left handed. Ghost is going to get some time. He's a left handed hitter, and then of course you got uh, vmart So a lot of times it'll be three left handed hitters. But your point's a good one. The, and the other thing it's is, I mean, one. the
2: thing that you would say is Cabrera can hit righties. J.D. Martinez certainly has shown he can hit righties. Right. And Justin Upton just had his second-best year ever against righties right. with an 848 ops against righties. But he, he so, I, th- I think
1: his point is a good one, though. It, it, it is. is.
2: I mean, there can be a comfort level for opposing batter or yeah. opposing pitchers if they're facing all righties, no matter how good they are, because they're more comfortable if you're a righty facing a righty. There, there is something to that, but I think it's mitigated by the fact that the Tigers' right-handed batters hit righties pretty well.
1: And, you know, it points to the importance, Mike. Sometimes, you know, the way I looked at this, and I think you're bringing up a point that's making me think a little deeper about it, is that, uh, you know, I figured, all right, if you got Mabin and Ghost in center field, that's an okay platoon if you got left field and right field covered so well. But that puts a lot of pressure on Ghost, I think, in a certain sense, to have to be mostly the guy in center field, at least play half the games there and be productive. Uh, because of the reasons you're talking uh, about there. I'll be real interested to see
2: how they split now playing time because you know Upton's going to play every day. You know J.D. Martinez is going to play every day for the most part. We're talking 150-plus games for both, right?
1: Yeah. What are they going to do in center? What are they going to
2: do in center? Are they going to mix and match? And where does that leave Tyler Collins? You would think odd man out, right?
1: Well, for the the reasons that he just said, Tyler Collins, who didn't hit with as much power as maybe you anticipated he would. But he hit for more power in the major leagues than he did in the minor leagues. Right, minor leagues I was talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, to to maybe be more important, you know, than a spare piece in what we think and have him come on. And I know people are going to laugh at this, but somebody like Moya maybe having a good time at Triple uh, N coming up and adding to them. And, it, it, again, there's it, still a need for a left-handed bat. And it puts a bit – a couple of years ago, Victor Martinez just went off. So the, all the alarms that we had about this a couple of years ago didn't really mean anything because Victor Martinez was great. Again, it points to Ghost Martinez. Yes, Ghost has,
2: is going to be—I uh, wouldn't say under a microscope—and believe me, it, it is interesting. Wally how Joyner, good is Sal no,
1: defensively, Dan? I'm trying to put my finger on that.
2: He—he um, he, one point a few years ago graded out above, above average. I start with getting extra strikes. He graded out well below average last year, but he has been above average. So I think he has graded out average to slightly below. In you know, years? because
1: you, you may need his bat in there depending on how he hits. Right. Because McCann, we talked about this last week, not only in the major leagues last year, but in the minor leagues discernibly. I mean, widespread, 300 right. points 300 different points. In, in terms of OPS against uh, left-handed hitters uh, pitching uh, than right-handed pitching. So we'll have to see how that all works out. Interesting. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Don, you're on Tiger Talk at one. The Ticket. What's up, Don?
4: Hey, Pat. Hey, Dan. Hey. It, hey, Don. It's, uh, gr- it, it's great to have Tiger Talk on a cold January night. It's
0: wonderful.
4: <laughs> hey. it warms you up a little, doesn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I'm sitting in my car. Uh, but um, I, I, of course, I'm real happy that Mike Gillich, you know, has brought in another, you know, has paid a lot of money for another player. But, you know, I was kind of hoping all winter that the Tigers would sign Alex Gordon, and, you know, and, and I mean, it seemed to be perfect for the Tigers, a left-handed bat right. in the middle of that right-handed lineup, a perennial gold glove left fielder in Comerica Park, a clutch player, a great base runner. And then, he, you know, and, and then when the Tigers said that we've used up our money and we're not going to make any other big deals, I accepted it. And Gordon signs for about $100 million with Kansas City. Now the Tigers have signed Justin Upton for more. I'm just wondering what your thinking is about. Did they consider other options? Did they consider someone like Alex Gordon? Why, why was it to and over Gordon or Seth for example?
1: Well, I think, I don't know, to me, Gordon's a great player for the reasons you talked about. Great character, competitive character, clutch hitter. He's also five years older. And also, to me, somewhat damaged goods. He seems well, to be yeah. slowing down because of injuries. About to turn 32. And also, I think that 100000000 million you're talking about, I don't think the Tigers could have got him for $100 million. I think there was a little bit of a hometown discount. Well, he was four years, 72. Or, yeah, option. whatever he got. I don't think the Tigers would have been able to get him for that. Um, so, you know, and Upton's 28, and we talked about this. Um, you, vast majority of players take injuries out of the equation, uh, 28 to 30. Uh, it's, it's stunning how I think, they have their I think, best yeah, years in.
2: Those three years are, are, are a big deal three, four years in, in, in age difference. I do think that's a big deal. Coming Injuries. off the injury was a big deal. I do like the idea of taking Gordon away from the defending Central Division and right. World Series champions. But I, you know what? When he re-signed with Kansas City, you kind of got the feeling he was probably going to be there returning to Kansas City all along. Two that's four. how I felt. Yeah, I mean. He, some a good fit. I mean, that's kind of where he belongs. I, I hate to tell you this. <laughs> you know, I
1: know that they're in the division. And none, but to me, Alex Gordon in a different uniform just wouldn't look right. Some guys are just wrong on certain teams. and As a baseball purist. I felt purist, very strongly. Or at least f- f- fancying myself as a baseball purist, <laughs> I'm glad he's staying with the Royals. I'm with you. 24- I'm with you. is the phone number. Ian Kinzer will join us at 745. We've got time for your phone calls. Up until then, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think? Justin Upton is a Tiger. 97 won the ticket.
5: Justin Upton now gives them a middle of the order that's going to be scary good. you got Miguel Cabrera, still one of the most feared hitters in baseball. J.D. Martinez, who's morphed into a star the last three years since the Astros released him, and Victor Martinez. Now, the downside is it's an all right-handed hitting lineup except for V. Mart, who is a switch hitter.
1: That's Richard Justice from MLB.com, proud of Houston. used to work in Baltimore. I know where all the writers were from, man. (laughs) 2485399797 is the phone number. Pacaputo, along with Dan Dickerson. Um, we'd love to hear from you today. Uh, look, Justin, du- uh, Justin Upton, uh, big big signing uh, for the Tigers. And uh, it's the type of thing. Will it put them over the top? Yes or no. How do you feel about it? Uh, you got a player payroll now that's well over 190 million. Could crash into the 200 million mark depending on what the Tigers do at the trade deadline. That type of things, luxury tax. Mike Gillich isn't too concerned about. He wants to win. No, and how and do it's, you feel about it? And me?
2: it's if you're willing to spend two hundred, basically, you're you're now spending uh, an extra two million to pay the luxury tax, which is seventeen percent on anything over one eighty nine. Pat, the point I wanted to make it, again: this this kind of signing does add to your chances of winning. But if you want a very simple formula for whether the Tigers can get to ninety wins, and I really believe ninety wins is. Probably what it's going to take. To, I mean, I think that's always a good starting point, to win a division. 90 right. wins is a good starting point. The Tigers were outscored by 114 runs last year. The basic formula is if you're going to get to 90 wins, you have to outscore your opponents by 75 to 80 runs. That's as simple as it gets. That's pretty standard. I mean, that's about where you need to be. It can be more, it can be less, right. but think 70 to 80 runs. That's what you have to outscore your opponents by. Tigers scored 689. They were the only team to give up 800 runs. They gave up 803. That number to me is the number that you're going to keep an eye on this year. That number has to drop to 700 or below. Right. That's a big drop in one year. Is it possible with the guys they have? Yes. You need a lot of things to happen. But that to me is the key because I do think this offense underperformed last year. If that offense gets to 750, league average is 710, now you're talking about a real chance. But to me, it's about run prevention, and it starts with dropping that number of runs allowed, which was nobody was close, 803 runs allowed last year.
1: uh 9797 is the phone number. We'd love to hear from you. Ian Kinsler, join us 745 here on Tiger Talk on 971 The Tickets. Your opportunity now, though, to uh, talk to us. What do you think about the Upton signing? What do you think about the Tigers offseason in its totality? Uh programming reminder, Dan and I will be doing a special edition of this show.
2: Special edition.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so that'll be Comerica coming up uh, on Saturday uh, from Comerica Park. It's Tiger Fest. A lot of guests uh, that we'll be talking to. Uh, we've done this uh, for many years now on the uh, center stage up there. Uh, we'll be talking to several players. And uh, also, Ala Vila and uh, the Tigers general manager, Brad Ausmus. Uh, many people. That'll be on Saturday. Uh Dan and I will be doing the show from uh eleven o'clock uh till uh one forty five. Odd starting and ending time, but that's what we'll be on. I'll be on uh, starting at ten o'clock from there, by the way. The Photographer is always a big deal. Yeah, special pregame. <laughs> uh, the Brad Osmith show. <laughs> with Brad Osmith. I love that. I listen to that every week. It used to be the Jim Leland Show. The <laughs> special guest Jim Leland. Yeah, there you go. And uh let's get, Always an interesting time. When Jim does it, he does it on the road. You do it at home. Is that how you guys right. break it down? It's right. always interesting. From the field. You guys going to do that again this Absolutely. year? Absolutely. There you go. I always like those segments. But anyway, uh, that'll be on Saturday from Tiger Fest. Dan, you're headed out on the road this week. Yep. Caravan
2: um, going west. There's a local bus as well. But uh, we're going to be at the Whitecaps banquet on Thursday night, which is uh, always well attended. I mean, that's uh, it's a pretty special thing they have really going on in West Michigan with the Whitecaps. They the the lower of the two A ball teams and uh, it's amazing what they draw there and the support they have in that community so that's always fun to be part of that banquet on Thursday night won the s- league last year yeah and then uh, we'll we'll make some stops uh, Grand Rapids area and then on the way home on uh, on Friday and then the uh, the uh, the big sponsor dinner on Friday night
1: yeah so it's a great week and uh, of course the Tigers uh, put an exclamation point on that week with the uh, Justin Upton signing four o'clock tomorrow the uh, Tentative a time for the news conference to introduce him uh, as a tiger. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Rich, you're on Tiger Talk on ninety seven one. The ticket. What's up, buddy?
5: Hey guys, um, my, the signing of uh, of Upton. Uh, that is a pretty big contract. I think I read where he's averaging about twenty two million a year. I'm just wondering what you guys think that JD Martinez must be thinking that if I'm uh, if uh, what I'm reading is correct, uh, he wants eight million. The Tigers are only offering six, and they turn around and pay a guy like Upton, who, quite frankly, didn't have the years the past two years anyway that
1: uh, that Martinez did. Well, JD about- Martinez isn't going to take any offense at that because of the way the process works as agents as sure, sure. representatives, mm-hmm. um, because he's not to the point where he's free agent eligible yet, and uh, he's at the arbitration stage. And remember, so, the Tigers
2: uh-huh. have always settled their arbitration cases before they go to arbitration. So I think that's that's a good track record that will stay the same, which means there's none of the bad feelings that could come out of an arbitration hearing.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing with Upton, he's done it for longer, and he's got the free agency thing. That's why he commands that type of salary. <laughs> JD, where for
2: J.D., it's, it's nothing but good news, really. It's the
1: first time he's yeah. gotten a big payday like that, so... Um, because of just where his uh, uh, situation's been uh, for a few years or so. But he'll get his pay. If he keeps producing at a high level, he'll, he's going to get his uh, Justin Upton-type contract, and he knows that. It's just you have to get to that six-year period. That's the way it works.
2: Okay, guys, I just wondered
5: what you
1: thought about All that. Right. Yeah, that's uh, kind of how it works. Thank I mean, you, I can see where somebody would
2: think that. When do you think the Tigers sign J.D. Martinez, free agent in two years? This would normally be the time when they might do it.
1: Um, looking at it, um, I think they'll try to get it done as soon as they this can. This year? Before yeah. the season? Usually it's
2: before the season starts.
1: It depends on the, yeah, the player. I think the Tigers will try to do that, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to buy into it. It doesn't right. mean the player is being unreasonable. You know, it's uh Well, he's looking at the market now thinking two years from now he can make a whole lot of money. You know, the, you know <laughs> when I went through this, Dan, and I'll never forget this, it was a long, long time ago, but it still equates to this day. Um, Cecil Fielder was coming up for a contract thing. Uh, Bo Schimbeckler was still the Tigers president. And uh, he was kind of in that same situation as J.D. Martinez is about to approach where free agency was looming. And uh, they offered him at the time four years, $17 million, which at the time would have made Cecil very highly paid. Um, and Bo Schimbeckler, I remember the comment, he said, look, yeah. and, and just talking to me he says, how many millions are enough? You know, I mean, four, $17 he's going to be set for life, I and mean, that was a big contract at the time. Cecil rolled the dice. He played out the string. And uh, the, he had a big year, led the league in RBI, whatever, and he doubled his money. Right. Uh, he got the highest-paid contract in, in Major League Baseball history at the time, $35 million for five years uh, right after that. So uh, a lot of times it's just you believe in yourself, you roll the dice. I don't think it really worked out for Max Scherzer the way he wanted to because that contract was kind of convoluted in terms of pay. It basically ended up
2: being the same thing they had offered him with one more year basically from the spring.
1: And also because of the deferred salary and how that all works. Um, But it was basically the same contract. But sometimes rolling the dice makes sense. So uh, you can't take any offense at it. It's like a business uh, type of operation. But when the team's got the role where they don't have to pay the players, they're not going to pay them just to pay them for payment's sake. On the other hand, when the players own the – leverage they're going to use it and it's just kind of everybody understands how that works and nobody takes any offense at would
2: it would you would you picture a five six year deal for jd if they were able to extend him
1: i think what they need to do with jd martinez is i think this is what i would do if i were Avila and thank god for you all out there i'm not <laughs> but uh i would have him play for it all right you know i mean he had one great year one good year right and uh, I would see whether that's going to track into long term, and uh, if it does, man, I'd be there, right there. Four are in
2: five war for JD the last two years. You know, he, he's you know what he is a very he's
1: a better defensive player than people think. He's when you obvious. hear us
2: talk about war, think about that. I sorry to interrupt, but I'm just, I'm just thinking. I mean, each war on the open market, depending on which way you want to look at it, is we're somewhere around six million dollars. So just think about that when you think about salaries and what guys might ask for and or settle for. I mean, if you're a five-war player, you could argue that's a twenty-five to $30 million-a-year player. You won't necessarily get paid that, but that's what it can be worth on the open market.
1: But make him play for it. Make can prove it for a right, couple so that's years. What,
2: that's how you would look at
1: it. Yeah, I mean, that's how I'd look at it. All right. But the thing about J.D. Martinez, you talk about prime years, is they're coming up. So, and he's going to be he's in the right area there. where if you sign him for five years, you're going to get his prime. Right. So, 248-539-9797 is the phone number. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Tiger's second baseman, Ian Kinsler. You're listening to the Tiger Talk on ninety seven one. The Ticket.
2: J.D. Martinez at the plate. He's had two good swings against Samarja. He swings and hits a fly ball here to center field. This one's deep. Going back Eaton. Onto the warning track. Hit defense, fence. And it's gone. Two-run shot for J.D. Martinez. And the Tigers take a 5-4 lead in the sixth.
1: Double D, Dan Dickerson with the call. and pack Caputo. You're listening to the Tiger Talk on 97.1, the ticket, and that great uh, sound of the bat hitting the ball from J.D. Martinez, baseball (laughs) around the corner. Makes
2: a different sound, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) And uh, we're joined by a Tigers player who's had a couple great years in a role for the Tigers. And uh, especially if you believe in sabermetrics and all those different things, uh, he's given the Tigers a lot of wins, double-digit wins, uh, in terms of his value the last couple years. That's second baseman Ian Kinsler. How are you, Ian?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Good to hear from you.
1: Um I would imagine that uh, everybody that uh is involved with the uh, clubhouse, the players, uh the coaches, manager Brad Osman's is pretty excited about Justin Upton joining your team.
6: Yeah, absolutely. How could you not be? Um you know, we got another another huge player defensively, offensively. Um you know, he runs well. He can he he does everything really well. So it's it's really exciting to have a player like that uh you know, added to the roster and and, you know, added to to what we've done this winter. So, um, you know, now it just comes down to, to us performing.
2: Ian, I know down the stretch, you know, we, we talked, and I mean, you were very candid. It's like it's, you knew where things were going after the, the big guys were traded away at the trade deadline. I mean, the effort was there, but it's just not many wins the last couple of months. You were ready for the postseason at the end of the regular season. Just describe, as you've watched this postseason unfold, how much it energizes you and and all the guys going into spring training
6: well to be honest with you this is probably the first postseason that I watched when I wasn't a part of it um <laughs> just because we you know we were out of it so you know so so early in the year right. Um uh, been a long time we had yeah we had time I had time to kind of sit back and and see what was going on in baseball and actually care about you know what was going on around baseball previously if you're if you're involved in it you get knocked out um, you get kind of grumpy and you just want to leave baseball for a little while and not really watch, but, um, uh, you know, this year I watched the, watched a lot of it and, you know, the Royals are a great team. They, they play well together. They do all the little things, right. And, you know, it was great to see, see them come through and, and win a world series. But, um, like you said, that excite, I think that, that should excite our team and our fan base is that our, you know, team in our division won the world series. And we played really well against the Royals last year. Um, you know, we didn't have a great year as a whole, but, you know, against our division, we played pretty well, and, and um, you know, we added a bunch of really good players. So, it's you know, we're, we're looking really good right now.
2: Ian, as you said, you're, you're watching Kansas City closely, and it really was a remarkable run. They played so well. I mean, what do you kind of take away, if anything, from kind of how they played and the way the pieces fit together for KC?
6: Well, I think you know everybody wants to talk about their bullpen, and they want to talk about numbers, and they want to talk, uh, you know, their starting rotation or whatever it may be as far as paper wise. But if you watch Kansas City play um, on a day-to-day basis, they they play the game the right way. You know, they do the little things right. They run the bases aggressively. They're constantly putting pressure on the other team, and they're just a really difficult team to play. Um, and if you look at if you look at playoff teams across the board. You know that's that's the style of, of baseball that they play, regardless of the numbers and regardless of who they have in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning. At. There's no doubt it helps. Right. Um, but there's a certain style of baseball, aggressive style of baseball, um, you know, that should be played to to be a to be a top-notch team. Uh,
1: talking to Ian Kinsler, Tiger second baseman. Tiger talk 97 won the ticket. Uh, Pack put along with uh, Double D Dan Dickerson. Uh, Ian. Um, last year, you guys had a lot of injuries. I know ball players they don't lean on excuses or anything like that. But as good as Upton is, as good as Jordan Zimmerman is, as good as a lot of these bullpen pieces you guys are bringing in, uh, really a bounce-back year from uh, Cabrera, Martinez, uh, Sanchez, a lot of players that were injured, Justin Verlander for the first half of the year. Talk about uh, your expectations, of a bounce-back from players that have already been there and you played on winning teams with.
6: Yeah, I mean they're really good ball players. I don't I don't necessarily look at it as a bounce back. They were injured. You know, that's yeah. that's part of the game. Some guys go through injuries. Um, you know, I've been injured in seasons. I I probably most every player has been injured at some point in their career and it's part of you know, being being in athletics and, and playing hard and um playing the game in baseball. You're gonna get hurt at some point, but um, you know, you included you included Miguel's name in there as, as a bounce back. And if he bounces back from a batting title, then. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, you know, it's
1: kind of. Well, I guess, you know, I guess I the, know, the I point about the, the point about him is he missed, uh, what was it, the, you know, pretty good chunk of the season. And he's hit 40. Miguel Cabrera's capable of hitting 45 home runs a year. He hit 44 in back-to-back years. He had 18 last year. So, you know, I mean, there's different things. Uh, and it's an injury issue. He's coming off two major surgeries, none this year. Uh, Victor Martinez had an injury issue none this year and those guys are at the very peak of what they are and then you throw in the guys that you already got I guess the point is you guys are kind of back in business as being you know maybe legitimate World Series contenders and um, is that what you expect you do you expect the World Series championship what do you expect
6: oh I I mean I expect that every year I think you can you know go back in time and every offseason I expect you know, to go into the season as a as a World Series contender, regardless of what um, the naysayers have written down or or said. You know, I that's that's just how I you know prepare myself. But like you said, with the injuries and and a clean slate heading into spring training, is is refreshing. And I think um, you know you throw you throw Justin Upton into a mix, and and he's been on teams where he he's kind of been the middle middle piece, and he's been a guy that that's had to carry teams, expected to carry teams and you put him in with Miguel and J D and Victor where he doesn't, you know, necessarily have to carry the team and just be a, a the dominant player that he is, I think that you're gonna get a really good performance from him and, and he's obviously going to help the other guys around him. So it's you know, our lineup is, is like you said, it's healthy. Um, you know, our staff is healthy and, and as long as we can stay healthy through spring training, go into the season, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be looking really good
2: remember and we had you on the show a couple of years ago and you talked about when you were just coming to the Tigers and you talked about how you were you know you wanted to drop maybe a little to get that speed back up and just i mean you wanted to be better and you've had two terrific seasons as Pat alluded to in Detroit you're going to turn 34 this coming year but you certainly don't look like a guy who's about to turn 34 just talk about how you feel going into the season and the hard work that obviously goes into it to get you ready for a season Yeah, I think
6: with with all with all ball players it's something that a lot of people don 't see. I think social media you know guys start to post things and their workouts and you know banging a tire around or whatever it may be but um you know guys work really hard in the off season and to get themselves prepared for for the regular season and this year you know for me it's been it's been speed again you know that's something that speed and quickness on defense is is something that you know sets me apart and something that i don't want to lose um you know, offensively, you can stand in the box and swing and bat, I believe, for a really long time. You see DH and stay around for a really long time. But being able to run the bases and being able to perform defensively is, is huge. And so that's something that, you know, has been at the forefront of this offseason, like the last two, like you said. And, um, you know, it's, it's, that's really my main focus is just to make sure that my legs, legs are still able to carry me through a year and, and able to stay agile and, and play good defense.
1: Ian, enjoy the conversation. Uh, good luck, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, Ian. All right,
6: guys. Thank,
2: thanks for having me on. All
6: right. It's
1: Ian Kinsler the Tigers' second baseman. Enjoyed the show. Uh, Dan, we'll talk to you on Should have uh, won a Saturday. gold glove, by the way. You know what? He should have at this point.
2: I don't understand that. I never will.
1: No, I really, Uh, he probably should that have. That was his know.
2: to win this year, period. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's just a uh, couple of years you could make the case that he deserved. He's yes. played great defense. Great defense. He has. That's not an exaggeration or whatever we're talking about. Great defense. Better defensively than anticipated when they got him. Yes. And it was anticipated to be pretty good. That's right. So, anyway, Dan, enjoyed it. All we'll right, talk Pat. to you, uh, Saturday you Saturday at America Park, 11 o'clock. Uh, coming up next, Ken Cal's here. One legendary broadcast play-by-play guy to another. Ken Cal's here. It's time for Inside Hockey Town. It's coming up next. A 97 won the ticket.
3: What you get out of him is for a guy who doesn't necessarily hit for an extremely high batting average, he's got a high OBP based on his walk rate. Here's a guy who's walked at least 60 times a season in each of his last four years. If you put him into the order, maybe bat him in front of the or or even if you bat him behind him with an effective Victor Martinez, that's a pretty – and J.D. Martinez, for that matter. That's a really
1: middle of the order. That's Jason Beck from MLB.com. Yeah, the the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan in the press (laughs) corps. A
2: lot of talk about where he'll hit. It's an interesting uh, debate. Would you drop Cabrera down to four and hit Upton third?
1: No. uh, You know, uh, I liked your original idea when we were talking, uh, doing prep for the show today. I like him second. Uh, I like him in front of Cabrera with a lot of fastballs uh, for the reasons Jason kind of just And look how that out. number
2: two hole has changed from the kind of Placido Polanco as your classic number two hitter to Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber for the Cubs, Anthony Rizzo, all hitting second for the Cubs last year. Mike Trout, of course, got more than a speed guy now, hitting in the number two hole for the along with Cole Calhoun. So... That spot has changed, and again, as Jason just pointed out, with a good walk rate, and it's, it's a well-above-average walk rate yep. ahead of Cabrera. Your point's are good one about fastballs. That might be the spot. I mean, Cespedes hit mostly sixth last year. He wasn't a guy who walked a lot, though. And I do like the idea of Miggy V-Mart, J.D. Mart, and – Upton three through six, but there's no obvious number two hole hitter.
1: Well, I mean if he's Kinsler, not there Kinsler or somebody seems,
2: else isn't there among those four.
1: Kinsler seems they, they don't have an obvious number one hitter unless Ghost comes on or something along. It'd be Kinsler, lines. you would think, or Iglesias. There's a dramatic improvement there, but I think it would probably be Kinsler, and then uh, I would have Upton hitting second. Uh, it always his on base percentage in his career is three five two. That's a, very good. Uh, his OPS eight two five. Those that's, those are very good numbers. Wins above replacement, 4.4 last year, trending up. He's had better years than that, but he was trending down for a couple right. of years, trended up last year. Um, some of the questions, I would love to find my good friend, Kirk Gibson, give him some sodium pentothal <laughs> and uh true serum, <laughs> sit him down and ask him about uh, Justin Upton. Because uh, I, Gibby never said anything that I could find on the record about this, but I kept hearing over and over again, they, in 2011, that was their good year, Upton's best year. Not long after that, Gibby and uh, the management there transformed that team, as is Kevin Towers, into kind of a gritty team. And uh, one of the first things they did was uh, make it clear they were moving Upton, and they did move him. Right. So Gibby's managed him. It'll be interesting to hear him on Fox Sports Detroit talking about that uh, this summer. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, you know I, that, that's what I'd love to give, give you some sodium pentothal. <laughs> Kirk, what do you really think? So, but, you know, I've heard some things that, you know, it might not be the best clubhouse presence, but a lot of times, Dan, that's just really not fair. And, and, and some, I haven't right. heard anything that I can really put and, my finger and sometimes on. sometimes
2: you hear that and it just starts to circulate and takes on a life of its own. I will say this. The Tigers are very big on the character of the player that they are acquiring if they don't know that person personally. And they will go to other clubs and not just talk to teammates or coaches, but the guys who see them behind the scenes. How do they act when nobody's looking? Right. They're big on that, and for a good reason, because it matters. How's this guy going to fit in? And that's why they think Zimmerman was such a win because he's a good pitcher, but the character and what he brings to the clubhouse is not a small thing. More and more teams very much consider that. Believe me, Joe Madden, who I think is one of the very best in the Cubs, consider that stuff. It's big. And that's why I think. Maybe there were issues with Kirk Gibson. Who knows? I don't because know. Because I agree with you. The perception was he wanted to get him out of town. Back but I never then, I never saw anything from no, Kirk I that was right. even
1: remotely So maybe it was just the,
2: the Diamondbacks, or maybe they just wanted to get some value back for Justin Upton. Whatever the case was, if there, if there were, I guarantee you the Tigers have looked at it and decided that's not going to be an issue here. They've done their homework.
1: 248 is the phone number. Mike. You're on Tiger Talk at ninety-seven 97.1 The Ticket. What's up, Mike? Thanks for the call.
0: Hey, Pat. Hey, Dan. Uh, i right. super stoked about the Tigers. And, uh, of course, getting into spring training, it's too cold. So,
2: <laughs> Pitchers and catchers you know, I'm anything to today. warm us up. Um, <laughs> right.
0: I just got, you know, I just got a question in regards to um, with all the right-handed bats, I think I heard that it's going to be eight out of nine is going to be right-handed with, with only V-Mart being a switch hitter. Um, how is that going to work out in regards to, um, you know, in regards to well, the well, other Well, it, it. It, won't,
1: it won't be that way. Um, you're, well, you're going to see um, McCann probably start uh, the majority of games at catcher. But, but you'll, you'll see get, Salta Salta get a lot of a bats. He's a switch hitter. It's pretty well left-handed. Ghost is going to get some time. He's a left-handed hitter. And then, of course, you got uh, v So a lot of times it'll be three left-handed hitters. But your point's a good one. The, and the other thing it's is, I mean, one.
2: the thing that you would say is Cabrera can hit righties. J.D. Martinez certainly has shown he can hit righties. Right. And Justin Upton just had his second best year ever against righties right. with an 848 ops against righties. But he, so, I, think, I
1: think his point is a good one, though. It, it, it is. is.
2: I mean, there can be a comfort level for opposing batter or yeah. opposing pitchers if they're facing all righties, no matter how good they are, because they're more comfortable if you're a righty facing a righty. There, there is something to that, but I think it's mitigated by the fact that the Tigers' right-handed batters hit righties pretty well.
1: And, you know, it points to the importance, Mike, sometimes, you know, the way I looked at this, and I think you're bringing up a point that's making me think a little deeper about it, is that, uh, you know, I figured, all right, if you got Mabin and Ghost in center field, that's an okay platoon if you got left field and right field covered so well. But that puts yeah. a lot of pressure on Ghost, I think, in a certain sense. to have to be mostly the guy in center field. At least play half the games there and be productive. Uh, because of the reasons you're talking uh, about there. I'll be real interested to
2: see how they split now playing time because you know Upton's going to play every day. You know J.D. Martinez is going to play every day for the most part. We're talking 150-plus games for both, right?
1: Yeah. What are they going to do in center? What are they going to
2: do in center? Are they going to mix and match? And where does that leave Tyler Collins? You would think odd man out, right?
1: Well, for the the reasons that he just said, Tyler Collins, who didn't hit with as much power as maybe you anticipated he would. But he hit for more power in the major leagues than he did in the minor leagues. Right, minor leagues I was talking about. Yeah um you know to to maybe be more important you know than a spare piece in what we think and have him come on and i know people are going to laugh at this but somebody like moya maybe having a good time at uh triple a coming up and adding to them and it, it, again there's it, still a need for a left-handed bat and it puts a bit a couple of years ago victor martinez just went off so the, all the alarms that we had about this a couple of years ago didn't really mean anything cuz victor martinez was great Again, it points to Ghost Martinez. Yes, Ghost has,
2: is going to be—I uh, wouldn't say under a microscope—and believe me, it, it is interesting. Wally how Joyner, good is Saltamachia w- w-
1: defensively, Dan? I'm trying to put my finger on that.
2: He—he um, at he, one point a few years ago graded out above, above average. I start with getting extra strikes. He graded out well below average last year, but he has been above average, so I think he has graded out average to slightly below. In you know, years? because
1: you, you may need his bat in there depending on how he hits. Right. Because McCann, we talked about this last week, not only in the major leagues last year, but in the minor leagues discernibly. I mean, widespread, 300 right. points 300 different points. In, in terms of OPS against uh, left-handed hitters uh, pitching uh, than right-handed pitching. So we'll have to see how that all works out. Interesting. 2485 is the phone number. Don, you're on Tiger Talk at 97.1 The Ticket. What's up, Don?
4: Hey, Pat. Hey, Dan. Hey. It, hey, Don. It's, uh, gr- it, it's great to have Tiger Talk on a cold January night. It's wonderful. <laughs> it warms you up a little, doesn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I'm sitting in my car. Uh, but, um, I, I, of course, I'm real happy that Mike Gillich, you know, has brought in another, you know, has paid a lot of money for another player. But, you know, I was kind of hoping all winter that the Tigers would sign Alex Gordon, and, you know, and, and I mean, it would seem to be perfect for the Tigers. A left handed bat right. in the middle of that right handed lineup, a perennial gold glove left fielder in Comerica Park, a clutch player, a great base runner. And then, he, you know, and, and then when the Tigers said that we've used up our money and we're not going to make any other big deals, I accepted it. And Gordon signs for about $100 million with Kansas City. Now the Tigers have signed Justin Upton for more. I'm just wondering what your thinking is about. Did they consider other options? Did they consider someone like Alex Gordon? Why, why was it up to and over Gordon or Seth Cespedes, for example?
1: Well, I think, I don't know, to me, Gordon's a great player for the reasons you talked about. Great character, competitive character, clutch hitter. He's also five years older and also, to me, somewhat damaged goods. He seems well, to be yeah. slowing down because of injuries. About to turn 32. And also, I think that 100000000 million you're talking about, I don't think the Tigers could have got him for $100 million. I think there was a little bit of a hometown discount. Well, he was four years, 72. Or, yeah, option. whatever he got. I don't think the Tigers would have been able to get him for that. Um, so, you know, and Upton's 28, and we talked about this. Um, you, vast majority of players take injuries out of the equation, uh, 28 to 30. Uh, it's, it's stunning how I think, they have their I think, best yeah. years in.
2: Those three years are, are, are a big deal three, four years in, in, in age difference. I do think that's a big deal. Coming Injuries. off the injury was a big deal. I do like the idea of taking Gordon away from the defending Central Division and right. World Series champions. But I, you know what? When he re-signed with Kansas City, you kind of got the feeling he was probably going to be there returning to Kansas City all along. Two that's four. how I felt. Yeah, I mean. He, some a good fit. I mean, that's kind of where he belongs. I, I hate to tell you this. <laughs> you know, I
1: know that they're in the division. But to me, Alex Gordon in a different uniform just wouldn't look right. Some guys just don't disagree on certain teams, and as a baseball, I felt purist, very strongly, or at least f- f- fancying myself as a baseball purist, <laughs> I'm glad he's staying with the Royals. I'm with you. Two four two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Ian Kinzer will join us at seven forty five. We've got time for your phone calls up until then, We'd love to hear from you. What do you think? Justin Upton is a Tiger. Ninety seven won the ticket.
5: Justin Upton now gives them a middle of the order that's going to be scary good. you got Miguel Cabrera, still one of the most feared hitters in baseball. J.D. Martinez, who's morphed into a star the last three years since the Astros released him, and Victor Martinez. Now, the downside is it's an all right-handed hitting lineup except for V. Mart, who is a switch hitter.
1: That's Richard Justice from MLB.com, proud of Houston. He used to work in Baltimore. I know where all the writers were from, man. <laughs> Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Pacaputo, along with Dan Dickerson, um, we'd love to hear from you today. Uh, look, Justin du- uh, Justin Upton, uh, big big signing uh, for the Tigers, and uh, it's the type of thing will it put them over the top. Yes or no? How do you feel about it? Uh, you got a player payroll now that's well over one hundred ninety million. Could crash into the two hundred million mark, depending on what the Tigers do at the trade deadline that type of things luxury tax Mike illich isn't too concerned about he wants to win no and, How and do it's you feel and, it's,
2: about and it's, if you're willing to spend 200 uh, basically you you're now spending uh, an extra 2 million to pay the luxury tax which is 17% on anything over 189 Pat, the point i wanted to make it, again this this kind of signing does add to your chances of winning but if you want a very simple formula for whether the tigers can get to 90 wins and i really believe 90 wins is Probably what it's going to take. to I mean, I think that's always a good starting point, to win a division. 90 right. wins is a good starting point. The Tigers were outscored by 114 runs last year. The basic formula is if you're going to get to 90 wins, you have to outscore your opponents by 75 to 80 runs. That's as simple as it gets. That's pretty standard. I mean, that's about where you need to be. It can be more, it can be less, right. but think 70 to 80 runs. That's what you have to outscore your opponents by. Tigers scored 689. They were the only team to give up 800 runs. They gave up 803. That number, to me, is the number that you're going to keep an eye on this year. That number has to drop to 700 or below. That's a big drop in one year. Is it possible with the guys they have? Yes. You need a lot of things to happen. But that, to me, is the key because I do think this offense underperformed last year. If that offense gets to 750, league average is 710, now you're talking about a real chance. But... To me, it's about run prevention, and it starts with dropping that number of runs allowed, which was nobody was close, 803 runs allowed last year.
1: Uh 9797 is the phone number. We'd love to hear from you. Ian Kinsler, join us 745 here on Tiger Talk on 971 The Tickets. Your opportunity now, though, to uh, talk to us. What do you think about the Upton signing? What do you think about the Tigers offseason in its totality? Uh programming reminder, Dan and I will be doing a special edition of this show. Special uh, edition. Yes, that'll be America coming Park. up uh, on Saturday uh, from Comerica Park. It's Tiger Fest. A lot of guests uh, that we'll be talking to. Uh, we've done this uh, for many years now on the uh, center stage up there. Uh, we'll be talking to several players. And uh, also, uh, Al Avila and uh, the Tigers general manager, Brad Ausmus. Uh, many people, that'll be on Saturday. Uh, Dan and I will be doing the show from uh, 11 o'clock uh, till uh, one forty-five odd starting and ending time, but that's what we'll be on. I'll be on uh, starting at 10 o'clock from there, by the way. The Tiger always a big deal. Yeah, special pregame. <laughs> uh, the Brad Osmith Show <laughs> with Brad Osmith. <Ausmus. laughs> I love that. I listen to that every week. It used to be the Jim Leland Show. The <laughs> special guest, Jim Leland. Yeah, there you go. And... Uh, that's good. Always an interesting time. When Jim does it, he does it on the road. You do it at home? Is that how you guys right. break it down? It's right. always interesting. From the field. You guys going to do that again this Absolutely. year? Absolutely. There you go. I always like those segments. But anyway, uh, that'll be on Saturday from Tiger Fest. Dan, you're headed out on the road this week. Yep. Caravan
2: um, going west. And there's a local bus as well. But uh, we're going to be at the White Caps Banquet on Thursday night, which is uh, always well attended. I mean, that's uh, it's a pretty special thing they have really going on in West Michigan with the White Caps. They the the lower of the two A ball teams and uh, it's amazing what they draw there and the support they have in that community so that's always fun to be part of that banquet on Thursday night won the league last year yeah and then uh, we'll we'll make some stops uh, Grand Rapids area and then on the way home on uh, on Friday and then the uh, the uh, the big sponsor dinner on Friday night
1: yeah so it's a great week and uh, of course the Tigers uh, put an exclamation point on that week with the uh, Justin Upton signing four o'clock tomorrow the uh, Tentative a time for the news conference to introduce him uh, as a Tiger. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Rich, you're on Tiger Talk on ninety seven one. The ticket. What's up, buddy?
5: Hey guys, um, my, the signing of uh, of Upton uh, that is a pretty big contract. I think I read where he's averaging about twenty two million a year. I'm just wondering what you guys think that J D Martinez must be thinking that if I'm uh, if uh, what I'm reading is correct, uh, he wants $8 million. The Tigers are only offering six, and they turn around and pay a guy like Upton, who, quite frankly, didn't have the years, the past two years anyway, that, uh, that Martinez did. Any well, J.D.
1: Martinez that? isn't going to take any offense at that because of the way the process works, his agents, sure, his sure. representatives, mm-hmm. um, because he's not to the point where he's free agent eligible yet, and uh, he's at the arbitration stage. And remember, so, the Tigers uh-huh. have always
2: settled their arbitration cases before they go to arbitration. So I think that's that's a good track record that will stay the same, which means there's none of the bad feelings that could come out of an arbitration hearing.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing with Upton, he's done it for longer, and he's got the free agency thing. That's why he commands that type of salary. <laughs> JD,
2: for J.D., it's, it's nothing but good news, really. It's the
1: first time he's yeah. gotten a big payday like that, so... Um, because of just where his uh, uh, situation's been uh, for a few years or so. But he'll get his pay if he keeps producing at a high level. He'll He's going to get his uh, Justin Upton-type contract, and he knows that. It's just you have to get to that six-year period. That's the way it works.
5: Okay, okay guys, I just wondered what you thought about All that.
1: Right. Yeah, wow. that's uh, kind of how it works. I Thank mean, you, I could Rich. see where somebody
2: would think that. When do you think the Tigers signed J.D. Martinez, free agent in two years? This would normally be the time when they might do it.
1: Um, looking at it, um, I think they'll try to get it done as soon as they this can. This year? Before yeah. the
2: season? Usually it's before the season
1: starts. It depends on the, yeah, the player. I think the Tigers will try to do that, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to buy into it. It doesn't right. mean the player is being unreasonable. You know, it's
2: uh Well, he's looking at the market now thinking two years from now he can make a whole lot of money.
1: You know, the, you know when I went through <laughs> this, Dan, and I'll never forget this, it was a long, long time ago, but it still equates to this day. Um, Cecil Fielder was coming up for a contract thing. Uh, Bo Schimbeckler was still the Tigers president. And uh, he was kind of in that same situation as J.D. Martinez is about to approach where free agency was looming. And um, they offered him at the time four years, $17 million, which at the time would have made Cecil very highly paid. Um, and Bo Schimbeckler, I remember the comment, he said, look, yeah. and, and just talking to me he says, how many millions are enough? You know, I mean, four, $17 he's going to be set for life, I and mean, that was a big contract at the time. Cecil rolled the dice. He played out the string. And uh, the, he had a big year, led the league in RBI, whatever, and he doubled his money. Right. Uh, he got the highest-paid contract in, in Major League Baseball history at the time, $35 million for five years uh, right after that. So uh, a lot of times it's just you believe in yourself, you roll the dice. I don't think it really worked out for Max Scherzer the way he wanted to. Because that contract was kind of convoluted in terms he of It basically pay. ended
2: up being the same thing they had offered him with one more year. Basically. From and, the spring.
1: And also because of the deferred salary and right. how that all works. Um, but it was basically the same contract. But sometimes rolling the dice makes sense. So uh, you can't take any offense at it. It's like a business uh, type of operation. But when the team's got the role where they don't have to pay the players, they're not going to pay them just to pay them for payment's right. sake. On the other hand, when the players own the – leverage they're going to use it and it's just kind of everybody understands how that works and nobody takes any offense at would you would you
2: picture a five six year deal for jd if they were able to extend him
1: i think what they need to do with jd martinez is, i think this is what i would do if i were alvia and thank god for you all out there i'm not (laughs) but uh i would have him play for it all right you know i mean he had one great year one good year right and uh, I would see whether that's going to track into long-term. And uh, if it does, man, I'd be there, right there. Four and, I, and
2: five war for J.D. the last two years. You know, he, he's, you know what? He is a very, he's
1: a better defensive player than people think. He's when you obvious. hear us
2: talk about war, think about that. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I'm just, I'm just thinking, I mean, each war on the open market, depending on which way you want to look at it, is worth somewhere around $6 million. So just think about that when you think about salaries and what guys might ask for and or settle for. I mean, if you're a five-war player, you could argue that's a twenty-five to $30 million a year player. You won't necessarily get paid that, but that's what it can be worth on the open market.
1: But make them play for it. Make can prove it for a right, couple so that's years. What,
2: that's how you would look at
1: it. Yeah, I mean, that's how I'd look at it. All right. But the thing about J.D. Martinez, we talk about prime years, is they're coming up. So And he's going to be he's in the right area down. where if you sign him for five years, you're going to get his prime. Right. So, 248-539-9797 is the phone number. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Tiger's second baseman, Ian Kinsler. You're listening to Tiger Talk on ninety seven one. The Ticket. We're joined by a Tigers player who's had a couple great years in a role for the Tigers. And uh, especially if you believe in saber metrics and all those different things, uh, he's given the Tigers a lot of wins, double-digit wins, uh, in terms of his value the last couple years at second baseman, Ian Kinsler. How are you, Ian?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Good to hear from you.
1: Um I would imagine that uh, everybody that uh, is involved with the uh, clubhouse the players uh, the coaches manager Brad Osman's is pretty excited about Justin Upton joining your team.
6: Yeah, absolutely. How could you not be? Um you know, we got another another huge player defensively, offensively, um you know, he runs well, he can he, he does everything really well. So it's it's really exciting to have a player like that, uh, you know, added to the roster and and you know, added to to what we've done this winter. So, uh you know, now it just comes down to, to us performing.
2: Ian, I know down the stretch, you know, we we talked, and I mean, you were very candid. It's like it's you knew where things were going after the, the big guys were traded away at the trade deadline. I mean, the effort was there, but it's just not many wins the last couple of months. You were ready for the postseason at the end of the regular season. Just describe, as you've watched this postseason unfold, how much it energizes you and, and all the guys going into spring training.
6: Well, to be honest with you, this is probably the first postseason that I watched when I wasn't a part of it. Um <laughs> just because we you know, we were out of it so you know, so so early in the year. Right. Um been a long time. We had Yeah, we had time, to- I had time to kinda of sit back and, and see what was going on in baseball and actually care about, you know, what was going on around baseball. Previously if you're if you're involved in it, you get knocked out, um, you get kinda of grumpy and you just wanna leave baseball <laughs> for a little while and not really watch, but uh, you know, this year I watched the, watched a lot of it, and you know the Royals are a great team. They they play well together. They do all the little things right, and you know it was great to see see them come through and and win a World Series. But um, like you said, that exc- I think that that should excite our team and our fan base is that our you know team in our division won the World Series, and we played really well against the Royals last year. Um, you know we didn't have a great year as a whole, but you know, against our division, we played pretty well. And, and um, you know, we added a bunch of really good players. So, it's, you know, we're we're looking really good right now.
2: Ian, as you said, you're, you're watching Kansas City closely. And it really was a remarkable run. They played so well. I mean, what do you kind of take away, if anything, from kind of how they played and the way the pieces fit together for KC?
6: Well, I think, you know, everybody wants to talk about their bullpen. And they want to talk about numbers. And they want to talk. Uh you know their starting rotation or whatever it may be as far as paper wise but if you watch Kansas City play um on a day to day basis they they play the game the right way, you know they do the little things right, they run the bases aggressively, they're constantly putting pressure on the other team, and they're just a really difficult team to play um and if you look at if you look at playoff teams across the board, you know that's that's the style of, of baseball that they play, regardless of. The numbers, and regardless of who they have in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning, at, there's no doubt it helps. Right, um, but there's a certain style of baseball, aggressive style of baseball, um, you know that should be played to to be a to be a top notch team. Uh,
1: Talking to Ian Kinsler, Tiger second baseman. Tiger talk ninety-seven won the ticket. uh, Pack put along with uh, double D Dan Dickerson. Uh, Ian, um, last year you guys had a lot of injuries, and I. Don't know, it, Ball players, they don't lean on excuses or anything like that. But as good as Upton is, as good as Jordan Zimmerman is, good as a lot of these bullpen pieces you guys are bringing in, uh, really a bounce-back year from uh, Cabrera, Martinez, uh, Sanchez, a lot of players that were injured, Justin Verlander for the first half of the year. Talk about uh, your expectations of a bounce-back from players that have already been there and you played on winning teams with.
6: Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> they're really good ball players. I don't, I don't necessarily look at it as a bounce back. They were injured. You know, that's, yeah. that's part of the game. Some guys go through injuries. Um, you know, I've been injured in seasons. I I've probably most every player has been injured at some point in their career, and it's part of you know being being in athletics and and playing hard and um, playing the game in baseball. You're going to get hurt at some point, but. Um, you know, you included you included Miguel's name in there as, as a bounce back. If he bounces back from a batting title, then yeah, I mean that's um, you know. It's
1: kind of, well, I guess I guess know, the, I the point about the the point about him is he missed uh, what was it the you know pretty good chunk of the season, and he's hit forty. Miguel Cabrera capable of hitting forty five home runs a year. He hit forty four in back to back years. He had eighteen last year. So you know, I mean, there's different things, uh, and it's an injury issue. He's coming off two major surgeries. None this year. Uh, Victor Martinez had an injury issue none this year and those guys are at the very peak of what they are and then you throw in the guys that you already got I guess the point is you guys are kind of back in business as being you know maybe legitimate World Series contenders and um, is that what you expect you do you expect the World Series championship what do you expect
6: oh I, I mean I expect that every year I think you can you know go back in time and every offseason I expect you know, to go into the season as a, as a World Series contender, regardless of what um, the naysayers have written down or or said. You know, I that's that's just how I you know prepare myself. But like you said, with the injuries and and a clean slate heading into spring training, it's is refreshing. And I think um, you know you throw you throw Justin Upton into a mix, and and he's been on teams where he he's kind of been the middle middle piece, and he's been a guy that that's had to carry teams, expected to carry teams, and you put him in with Miguel and J.D. and Victor where he doesn't, you know, necessarily have to carry the team and just be a, a the dominant player that he is, I think that you're going to get a really good performance from him, and, and he's obviously going to help the other guys around him. So it's, you know, our lineup is, is like you said, it's healthy. Um, you know, our staff is healthy, and, and as long as we can stay healthy through spring training, go into the season, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be looking really good.
0: Remember
2: Ian, we had you on the show a couple of years ago, and you talked about when you were just coming to the Tigers, and you talked about how you were, you know, you wanted to drop maybe a little, and get that speed back up, and just, I mean, you wanted to be better. And you've had two terrific seasons, as Pat alluded to in Detroit. You're going to turn 34 this coming year, but you certainly don't look like a guy who's about to turn 34. Just talk about how you feel going into the season and the hard work that obviously goes into it to get you ready for a season.
6: Yeah, I think. <laughs> with with all with all ball players, it's something that a lot of people don't see. I think social media, you know, guys start to post things and their workouts and <clears throat> you know banging a tire around or whatever it may be. But um, you know, guys work really hard in the off season and to get themselves prepared for, for the regular season. And this year, you know, for me, it's been it's been speed again. You know, that's something that speed and quickness on defense is, is something that you know sets me apart and something that I don't want to lose. Um, You know, offensively, you can stand in the box and swing a bat, I believe, for a really long time. You see DH and stay around for a really long time. But being able to run the bases and being able to perform defensively is is huge. And so that's something that, you know, has been at the forefront this offseason, like the last two, like you said. And, um, you know, that's really my main focus is to make sure that my legs legs are still able to carry me through a year and and able to stay agile and, and play good defense.
1: Ian, enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Good luck, and we'll talk to you soon.
6: Thank you, Ian. Thanks for having me on. All right. It's
1: Ian Kinsler, the Tigers' second baseman. Enjoyed the show. Uh, Dan, we'll talk to you. Should have won a gold glove, by the way. You know what? He should have <laughs> at this point. I don't,
2: I don't understand that. I never will.
1: No, I really, uh, he probably should that have. That was his
2: know. to win this year, period.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just a uh, couple years that you could make the case that he deserves. He's yes. played great defense. Great defense. He has. That's not an exaggeration or whatever we're talking about. Great defense. Better defensively than anticipated when they got him. Yes. And it was anticipated to be pretty good. That's right. So, anyway, Dan, enjoyed it. All we'll right, talk Pat. to you, uh, Saturday you Saturday at America Park, 11 o'clock.
5: Okay.